Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Swing and a drive. Right field and deep. Back goes Aquino. It's got a chance. Gone. Get out the tape measure. Long gone. Fly the W. Cubs fans, it's time to fly the W with Dustin Rhodes and Paul Crawley Jean. You are listening to Season 2, Episode 4. This one is Cubs Con 2023 Recap. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to our podcast and to follow the socials. It's the Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, and the Fly the W on Facebook. Or email us, flythew670 at gmail.com. I'm Dustin Rhodes, executive producer of the Mully and Haw Show. The guys are live from 530 to 10 on 670 The Score, of course. Your radio home for Cubs baseball. And as always, I am joined by my buddy Crowley, who is uh, on about uh, maybe six hours of sleep in the last uh, three days. Nobody participates more in CubsCon than Crowley. I got to see it up close and personal. Crowley, how you doing? I will tell you that I sound like a 90-year-old woman who smoked cigarettes all her life. I'm exhausted, but guess what, Dustin? It was 100% worth it. Wouldn't change a thing. Yeah, it was a pretty uh, it was a pretty cool uh, five, six hours that I was able to spend down there. I know, Crowley, you spent about 60 hours down there over the last uh, last couple of days. And um, let's, let's take it from the top. Let, let me tell you the first thing I saw out on social media, and I actually hit you up about, was that at about 2.30 in the morning, Friday morning, technically, I guess, there were already people camping outside of the hotel. What in the world were they out there camping for, and what kind of a, uh, a line were they looking to get in? What kind of access were they looking to get in? And I said to you, where's Crawley? 
<laughs> well, here's what I'll tell you. Uh, my friend was in line for me. And uh, we, uh, what you end up doing in those long lines that people start camping out is, is Cubs Charities. It's a meet and greet. And it, it used to be more expensive. And this year it was not as expensive. $150 gets you a picture and two autographs. So I was able, we were able to get Kyle Hendricks, but you go in and you sign up for slots. And when the slots are done, then you can't do it. But it's the most easy guaranteed way to get an autograph. Like for me, I know that I, I have, I don't think Kyle Hendricks is going to be a Cub in 2024. So I needed to get him. That couldn't be a risk. It couldn't be something I kind of tried. I had to get him. So in that regard, I was able to get a couple things signs from him. And so that was that was what I did, and so people wait in line, and it, it wraps around, and it's crazy. But yeah, that's how it really starts on uh, Thursday night. Okay, people very with cool, their, very people cool. with then, their sleeping bags and everything. <laughs> and then what time? So what time did you actually get down to uh, the Sheridan on Friday? And what uh, take us through your? Let's take us take everybody through your Friday. Well, you know, 30, 37th Annual Cubs Convention after a two-year hiatus. I got in there at a decent hour. I can't even remember when. It all kind of blends together. But, you know, I just kind of walk around and kind of get the ambience, see what's up, see what's new. You know, they always kind of have new different little things that you can kind of take a look at. It's still getting set up because, you know, it was the red carpet was new this year, and that started at about uh, 5 p.m. And so, you know, that was kind of cool because it gave the fans a little extra time to interact with the players as they came through. Traditionally, they kind of can't. If you know, like the Sheridan and before that, even the Hilton, there's a lot of like side tunnels and catacombs. So people sometimes, if they don't want to, aren't like walking through everybody. And so, you know, in that regard, it was a chance for a lot of people to see the players that they kind of were more interested in seeing. Um, but it was, you know, it's opening ceremonies. That's always the crazy. It's a stampede to get in there. And our friend Cole Wright was the MC to kick things off. So first thing he does, he introduces the incomparable Wayne Mesmer to lead the crowd in the national anthem. And then, uh, Cubs owner, Tom Ricketts comes out and what he always would do, what he always does is kind of do a little bit of a state of the union of the Cubs. You know what I mean? How things are going, what's happening. And it was at that point, Dustin, I don't know if you got a chance to see this, that he introduced Pat Hughes um, heading to Cooperstown as a Ford Frick Award winner and a member of the Cubs 2022 Hall of Fame. And so Pat came out and the, the ovation was just tremendous. Um, and to hear Pat say words and just the love that Pat has for the Cub fans and vice versa, it was a really touching moment. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, it's really special to see the fans uh, salute Pat the way they did and do, and uh, always great to hear Pat uh, anytime. So, yeah, great. Uh, it was a great moment, great job. You know, the the Ricketts kind of checked all the boxes, I felt, as we're going to go through it all weekend long, but that was a, a really nice way to start things off, no doubt about it. And not, and Pat came out with his very nice blue Cubs Hall of Fame blazer and great <laughs> That's trousers. Right. That's right. Uh, but <laughs> let's stick with that theme for the Cubs Hall of Fame, because after that, Tom Ricketts shocks everybody to announce the 2023 Cubs Hall of Fame class. Never, this has never happened before at CubsCon, right? Cubs Hall of Fame relatively new. They've done kind of different iterations over the years, but the first player to get announced, he wasn't even announced to be coming in to CubsCon. He came, he was a kind of like a late addition. And it was Sean Dunstan, and the crowd went wild. Uh, a lot of the Cub fans remember, you know, the hard-throwing shortstop who inspired the Sean O'Meter. He's with the Cubs for many, many years, and uh, he hasn't done as many conventions. So it was really awesome to see him 
And then the second person coming into the 2023 Hall of Fame Cubs class is going to be the 90s hit leader, Gold Glove first baseman, Mark Grace. So those two guys were up there together, Dunstan and Grace. And Dunstan hasn't been to a lot of uh, Cubs conventions lately either. And so it was a really touching moment. Both of those guys had tears in their eyes. I was kind of getting a little misty-eyed, you know. The Cubs are, are, are famous for that famous poem, uh, Tinkers to Evers to Chance, right? About that right. shortstop combination. But for guys, Dustin, of our generation, it was Dunstan to Sandberg to Grace that we remember. And, and so to see those guys get getting, you know, their due and coming, you know, hopefully and being recognized. And I'm, I'm really hoping, you know, last year we talked about it. It was, uh, it was Pat Hughes and Buck O'Neill, the late Buck O'Neill and, um, Jose Cardinal who got, uh, inducted, but they didn't do anything public for the fans. Right. I'm really hoping that those guys kind of get something maybe in front of Gallagher way. They have enough time to plan for something like this. So I would love it. I would love to be there. I'd love to see it. And, and that would be amazing in my opinion. And I heard that the uh, most uh, popular obvious shirt of the weekend was Dunstan to Samber to Grace. That was the highest uh, selling t-shirt down at CubsCon. Oh, Joe was doing quite well for himself this weekend. But uh, as I was sitting there, you know, Cole was, you know, first time he was, first time at a CubsCon and first time emceeing. And so he just had such a high level of energy. And we were ready in a frenzy after the whole Pat Hughes, Dunstan, and Grace thing. So, you know, he does the traditional, you, you bring out the broadcasters, the alums, the prospects, the Hall of Famers, and the 2023 Cubs. Huge ovation for Kyle Hendricks. So good to see him again. Pumped his fist in the air. And the guy was smiling ear to ear all weekend. I know he's got a reputation as a guy that doesn't smile much, but... Obviously, the crowd's roaring for uh, Dansby Swanson. They're roaring for uh, Cody Bellinger and a lot of the new guys. So, uh, true story. There's a true story, right? I- I'm, I'm going to tell this kind of story here. Uh, what ends up happening is Tucker Barnhart, you know, it's his first Cubs con. He's like, hey, man, I can't wait to, uh, you know, Tucker Hart, uh, Barnhart writes on Twitter, can't wait to meet everybody at Cubs con. And I wrote back to him. I said, hey, be looking out for me. I'll be in the front row when you come out for opening ceremonies with a beer for you. And then he responded to me with a seven and a question mark. I'm going to be looking for the tape on this because I know it has to exist somewhere out there. So he comes out and I'm in the very, very first row of the uh, right where they're all coming out of. And I literally wave, show him the beer, underhand toss him a strike. He catches it in one hand and in one motion tosses it right back to me. (laughs) <laughs> then what'd you do with the beer oh i drank it oh i drank it i drank it absolutely Did you crack so, it right open at that point or was a little uh sudden it up huh uh, oh yeah cracked it wide open so so it was it was you know it, it's there was a mess everywhere but uh speaking <laughs> speaking of tucker barnhart really quick I, and i don't know if you picked up on this because i i you're basically wearing what you wore all weekend again hopefully maybe you ran that through the dryer that cubs jersey crowley but uh what was up with the mock turtleneck uh sport coat look uh by a couple of the cubs it looked like that was like the uh the the, the look this year the uh, mock turtleneck with the uh, sport coat tucker barnhart in like a a purple sport coat and purple slacks and uh, on the red carpet, uh, you know, talking about like who put it together for him. It was like uh, watching the Oscars. 
Yeah, it was, it was, they called it the blue carpet and it was, it was really awesome to kind of see that. It was fun. And this is, this is the first time that Marquis ever, ever been a part of it. And so there was a lot of, obviously, uh, the um, faces of Marquis, the, you know, the people, the broadcasters, different groups. And they would kind of be interviewing people kind of intermittently throughout the, the uh, event. And, and yeah, it, w- it was really kind of, it looked like everybody just had a lot of fun. And I think, you know, for some of us, you know, that, that have missed CubsCon so badly, it was just so great to kind of see what they were all doing. But, you know, even after the ceremony was over, right, the night was not over because this was the first time that they ever had Harry karaoke. And so a lot of people went down there to sing. I, I, I sang at Lizzie McNeil's on Saturday. I did not do Harry karaoke, but uh, there was a lot of, again, a lot of first timers as far as Cubs employees. A couple of them have been on our show, and I know one of them is going to be on the show in the near future. Jeremiah Paprocki, the PA announcer, sang some songs. John Benedict, who's a phenomenal singer. He's one of the new organists at Wrigley Field. He sang songs. He played all weekend, as, as did uh, Josh Langhoff, who's the other organist. Great guy. And then if you remember Miguel Esparza, the Spanish voice of the Cubs, what a lot of people do not know about Miguel is that, and, and he'll kill me if I get this wrong, he is an Elvis tribute artist. Okay, if I say cover guy or something, he gets all mad at me. Tribute artist. So I got it right. Miguel is, is a phenomenal singer. It would just blow you away. And so he did the, his favorite Elvis song, Kentucky Rain, and the crowd was just going <laughs> absolutely nuts so you know the the cool thing about that very first day of cubs con is you can bump into a lot of different players there's fergie jenkins sitting at the table sit down with him talking to him about the about the uh you know getting the getting the statue this year and uh he went to the hawks game the night before and if you don't know if you don't know fergie all that well people don't realize this he's a tremendous obviously most of these guys are tremendous athletes but i'm talking next level he played for the harlem globetrotters um, he was very much into hockey. He's, he's truly athletic. And even at this age, he still did pretty good. He did shoot the puck. So if anybody saw that this weekend, I, I don't know how many he got in. I think at least one for sure. But but just, just fun talking to him. Um, I got to sit down and talk a little bit with Jody Davis. And so with Jody, that that's always a blast too. So, you know, I was up very, very late. And then I got up very, very early. And that's when I ran into you. <laughs> um, uh, we were, we were, uh, up in the very first row and, and Cole Wright again, uh, leading the panel sounding very much like I do now. He gave it a hundred percent the night before. Um, yeah, but his voice gonna... is, his voice sounded like yours a little bit right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, you know, now it's the return of the Ricketts family form first time since 2018. And it was, you know, what happens in these panels is, is that the, um, the moderator and whoever's there kind of speaks for about 15, 20, and then they do about 15, 20 about fan questions, right? And so I'm walking, and as I'm walking to, to my seat, who do I almost bump into but Ryan Sandberg? Like, what, do, what, do, what are you doing here? You know, usually the guys aren't sitting there watching the panels. You know what I mean? So we find out that Ryan Sandberg will be the next player to be immortalized in Statue Row, the first one first player to get a statue that was not part of the 1969 team and he stood up and got a massive ovation yeah that was very cool he got up on stage showed a lot of love to the fans i snapped a couple of pictures threw them out there on the uh, mully and haw account and uh it was really cool because obviously i grew up really 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 liking ryan sandberg 
Now, that statue, and, and we had Lou Sella on the podcast before I encourage our listeners to listen at that one. He's, he's such a talented artist. So he's going to be the one that's going to be doing it. And it is going to debut in 2024. Dustin, I hate to make you feel old, but for the 40th anniversary of the 1984 team. Yeah, might as well jump. I, I think right away I go back to Van Halen, 1984, and that, that music with that Cubs team. Every time I hear Van Halen uh, from that era on the radio, I immediately think of that team. Now, I was able to ask a question pretty early on, and my question, I actually drove by Wrigley yesterday on my way home and saw the sports book, and it is done. I'll tell you that. It, it, the exterior looks done. I don't know what the interior looks like. Um, but when I saw the sports book, you know, I, the, my question for Rick it was the, asking him about whether that money, the, ge- the revenue generated from the sports book, if that's going to be put into the payroll, and I and because I said, look, you know, you saw what Steve Cohen did blowing through, you know, payroll on the tax, blowing through everything. But, you know, Tom stated that the Cubs, you know, this year are going to be staying close to the competitive balance tax, which we kind of knew. He joked that the sports book would not bring in Steve Cohen type money, but, you know. Really didn't kind of, you know, kind of tap danced around the question, I would say. Um, well, he did yeah. say, though, that the money, I mean, he said that the money from the sports book would go back into baseball. Right, right, but 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 not. The, I guess it's. I'm thinking more of the and the encouraged of, encouraged everybody to encourage everybody to go visit it and make some bets. Yeah, but my 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 I guess my issue is is that it's not a question of how you know the money. It's the willingness to go past the competitive balance tax, which has me concerned right. that you can you can right. you very much can clearly see they don't want to do. So right, you know, but, sport- but I think he did. Now again, what I heard again, I think everybody can you know interpret it the way they want to interpret it hear the way they want to hear it this is what this was my takeaway we are going to compete for the division we hope we get off to a good start we look to add in july and we look to win in the postseason that's what i heard him say so he did right. say that they if things were going right that they were going to spend slash trade in july and when you're doing that, you're not trading away things. You're 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 taking things in that cost more money than the things going out. So we'll we'll have to see. But I believe if they're competitive, that they're going to make a run at it. Okay, and then so they, right now, we'll we'll talk about how the money situation as far as the competitive balance tax on the next episode. But uh, as we were kind of taking a look here, the sports book, you know, obviously clearly not a huge hit with fans. Um, the other thing, no, not a no, huge it wasn't. Crawley, for everybody listening, because since you drove by it, since you just drove by it, you said, describe mm-hmm. to everybody, because I think this is a question a lot of people have, where exactly is this? It's on the corner of Addison and Sheffield. So, Kitty okay. Corner from Wrigleyville Sports, um, across, uh, across the street from the Sports Corner, if you go to that bar and grill. But, yeah, it, it's where the so it's old, in the, where it's in the right it's in the right field corner? Right, exactly where they used to have the the Santo and William statue. Okay, so and they've eaten up that the, they've eaten up that area. Now, any idea? Any idea what like game day? Do you have to have a ticket to get in there on game day, or is that going to be a separate type of deal like Captain Morgan used to be, where you could go in there and then if you wanted to get into the game, you show a ticket to go through the doors. So I haven't heard 100%, but from what I'm hearing that there's going to be both options. So I don't know if it's going to be, you know, obviously like, okay, let's say you want to go in from say, uh, you, you know, there's there's going to be, if you have a ticket, you should be able to go in from there directly. 
Okay. And, and I wonder if it's going to be a place that's going to be open year-round. Like, will it be yes. a bar, mm-hmm. restaurant, sports book that's open all the time, not just during Cubs season? Absolutely, because that's going to be a revenue generator, right? So, I mean, obviously, they've done a great job with the Chris Kindle Mark or whatever or, uh, Wrigleyville at Gallagher Way, you know? And so the Christmas fest that they had there, that brings in money. So you want to make it so that obviously Wrigley is generating money, you know, year round and not just that six month window that baseball exists. So uh, my understanding is it's going to be year round. So um, something else not popular fans is the stalemate between Ricketts and Sosa. Um, Sosa's name was shouted when Ricketts said they were going to announce the 2023 Cubs Hall of Fame. So everyone's shouting his name before they announced Dunstan and Grace. Uh, but right before, when, when they talked about the next statue, people yelled out Sosa's name, and he started getting questions about it during the Q&A. Um, you know, again, for people in the 90s that grew up, you know, Dustin, you, you know, you and I roughly fit into that category. Uh, in the decade of the 90s was probably the only decade I could think of worse than the 90s was the 50s. Uh, the 1990s Cubs were awful, awful team. And it wasn't until Sammy came along that reinvigorated the fan base. And so I think this stalemate, I don't know, you know, so let's go this way. Sammy Sosa said he never took performance enhancing drugs in front of Congress. Okay. Ricketts from everything. If you want to read the tea leaves, wants an apology for PED use. So if Sam, Sammy wants to come back to the Cubs, he's going to have to admit he lied to Congress which I don't think any lawyer would advise. So this is kind of getting old. Um, you saw McGuire recognized and welcome back to St. Louis. You saw Barry Bonds. They love him out in San Francisco. This whole Sosa thing is getting old, and the longer it continues, the worse it's going to be. Now, let me just say, I know Sammy Sosa is not an angel. I'm not going to sit there and say that he's being so wrong and so slighted and to say that the Ricketts have no excuses but at the same time, there's you didn't you know. Let's let's be honest, man. You know you you've, you've had domestic abusers on the team. You've had guys that have done some not so great things. Um, you know why why draw this line with Sammy that I think is unfair? I think it's just time, and I think it's past time personally. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I'm a big Sosa guy, but I think now that Ricketts has done this, that he's kind of dug his heels in. I think it would be really odd if he reversed course on the whole thing that that that's what i mean he, he he said but but he also left it open i thought that what he said is he said i have no news to report no update but i don't believe that the story is closed or that the book is closed on this so he he's willing he's willing but i think he he needs sammy to take a couple of steps a little closer two things potentially i i wonder if if somebody in the neighborhood if there, if there is a place close to wrigley field that is not owned by tom ricketts i wonder if that person would consider doing kind of like what pete rose has done or what you know other other athletes right could could sosa wind up in a bar restaurant near wrigley you know, and and come meet Sammy Sosa, come take a picture with Sammy Sosa, come get an autograph with Sammy Sosa, come hear what Sammy Sosa has to say about the Cubs type of thing. So, Dustin, what's the one thing that if everybody knows is a knock on Sammy? It's his ego, okay? So, no, Pete Rose will go anywhere and sign anything for a buck, right? Sammy Sosa is a very, very proud man. So he's not apologizing for, I mean, he's not going to make an outward apology. But, I mean, if there's something special I could see him doing it, 
but not like like Pete where he's just sitting there signing and 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 shooting the smack, you know, talking with the fans or whatever. No, I don't see him doing that. The one other thing right. though, I mean, it is getting I, a little. It, it, yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. No, I just found it funny. Like, I mean, the, you were saying, but like the crowd during the Ricketts on the second question started chanting, you know, bring him back, bring him back. I mean, it was really the the, the most boisterous I heard the fans on Saturday. Well, you got to remember, it's Saturday, 9 a.m., and all of us were hungover, so <laughs> it's, it's, we're usually yeah. a cry, quieter right. crowd out there. But, yes, Sammy gets everybody fired I know we're gonna up. Get, I know we're going to get to some news. I know we're going to get to some news that got everybody fired up on Saturday night, but we'll, we'll get there in a little oh, bit. Oh, absolutely. And uh, the one thing I thought was interesting, the last note that I kind of took, was that the question about Ricketts purchasing a soccer team. Um, there's a couple of them up for sale, and uh, your guy Mully from the Mully and Haw Show in the mornings, uh, you know, I know he's a big soccer fan, but I know both Liverpool and Manchester United are up for sale. Um, Tom said, and no, Man U is his team. Man U is right. his team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no. And then and the other point that he brought up is that the Ricketts have a lot of different investments and they have no relationship to the Cubs. So if, if they do decide, apparently it's not going to have any effect. And I think people, I mean, I hope people understand that, that these guys own a lot of different businesses and, you know, one doesn't bleed into another normally. So um, it was a fun night. It was a great time. And uh, you know, we had, you know, we'll, you know, a lot of other sessions happened on Saturday as well. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're listening to the Fly the W670 podcast, Season 2, Episode 4, CubsCon 2023 Recap. We encourage you to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. All right, Crowley, let's keep it rolling on Saturday's session after the uh, Ricketts got off the stage. It was uh, Boog Shambi coming in to talk baseball ops with uh, Jed and Carter Hawkins. Yeah, I, I thought you were excited. I was happy we got you a front row seat so you could see what Carter looks like, right? <laughs> I've seen Carter Hawkins before. Young guy, though, man. He is a he is a young, young man. Yeah, you know, it is interesting. I asked him a question about the outfield jam-up, something we've talked on this show many times with Saya and Wright, Hap in line for an extension, mm-hmm. and PCA, Brennan Davis, and Alexander Canario all, you know, with, with, with Davis and Canario, it's just a question of, health you know what i mean as long as canario and he was there high-fiving people he was in a, a boot if i remember on friday night uh brendan davis has said no issues 
you know, and PCA, I've had, we've talked to many people on the show that PCA, his glove is ready. It's just a question of his bat and, and not if, of, but when he's going to get called up to the majors. So now you know, speaking of PCA really quick, Crowley, I saw this little note. Uh, he did some, he did a podcast or did some, maybe it was MLB network radio on Sirius said that he's going to get a camp invite this year. Is that, uh, is that news? Yeah, that is news. That was the first we've heard of that. So that's, I'm telling you, this kid's not far. It's just a question of, you know, getting him a little few more at-bats. But if you said today, like they had to do with Nico, you're coming up, he could play the outfield defense. I'd argue better than anyone on the team. He'd be the best outfielder defensively. Wow, Okay, that's crazy. So the guy, the kid's absolutely unreal. Uh, Him and Matt Mervis were out today at Obvious Shirts on Monday. So uh, Joe Obvious is still doing his thing, but – you know, my, my, I guess my question had to do with those guys are all coming up. Say is in right. Um, okay, so the question is about Ian Happ, right? You know, wh- whether you're going to extend him or not. Now, the good news for Cub fans is over the weekend, both Ian Happ and Nico Horner, uh, Horner came up with next year's agreement with the Cubs to avoid arbitration. So they found a number they both agreed upon. They're not going to have to go to arbitration hearing, not Happ, not, not Horner, which is great. Now the question, once you get those – um, arbitration numbers figured out and that's all taken care of. Now you can go back to the player and say, you know what? We can roll that in to a bigger contract into an extension. And so that's the question with Hap. With these three guys coming up, are you going to want to give a long-term deal to Hap? And so, you know, Jed says, of course, that's a good problem to have, of course. Uh, you'd rather have too many good players, not enough. You know, there's no deal currently work. you know, no extensions currently in the works right now. But he didn't rule out that it wouldn't happen. So kind of a wait and see moment. You know, it's just one of those we talked I think about. they have no choice. I mean, that's what you have to do at this point right now. You gotta wait and see. Let's see what Ian Happ does as a player making ten point eight million dollars when he's got his whole future right out there in front of him. Yeah, it's it's just a gamble though. If that guy does good, you're probably not going to re-sign him. And and so it'll be up to the young guys. And with young guys, it's always a che- uh, you know, uh, always risky but at the same time you you at least have three guys and not just one guy you know in the past with some uh cubs teams of the past you would just have one guy and if that one guy didn't make it if the ronnie sedanios of the world didn't make it or the josh bitters of the world didn't make it there was no one behind them not at all now at least you got a couple guys that you know if one doesn't work out maybe another and you know and then even if that guy doesn't work out you got another so you got you got hope in the outfield so about that um, obviously this is the first time since the last convention in 2020 that everybody is gone. It was the first convention without Wilson, without uh, Rizzo, without bias, without Brian. So a totally different look than the last time we were all together. So obviously Jed, you know, talked about Wilson. People were clearly not happy that he's now with the St. Louis Cardinals. He just said the numbers never lined up. Um, I, I don't believe that. Um, <laughs> You know, nothing against Jed. You know, I mean, you can you can say that, but if you wanted him, Dustin, you'd make the numbers line up. Right. If you wanted him, you could make him. You could make him line up. Right. That, that right. you know what they wanted and what he wanted were were two separate separate things. Yeah, it, it's funny hearing the fans and, and and talking about like their kids trying to explain to their kids why Rizzo and Bryant and Baez are no longer with the team. There was a guy there saying that uh, the reason that he became a Cubs fan and watched Cubs baseball was because of the way Wilson Contreras played the game. 
Um, and I thought Jed handled that one. He said, you know, listen, I can appreciate that. We liked how Wilson played as well. Um, we wish Wilson the person, uh, nothing but the best, but now he's that he's a Cardinal. I cannot wish him any luck. Right. And, and so when you, when, when you look at that, th- that happens a lot, you know, it, it's, you fall in love with players, you know what I mean? And, uh, it's really, really hard to let him go. And, 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 uh, the, for the guys, for the front office staff, their job is to make sure that the Cubs are good now. And in the future, and you don't want to risk the future by by waiting too long with a, a core group of players. We're way past the time frame of like. It's funny in my wall, I have all these pictures up of all the players from the decades. My favorite, most impactful players, in my opinion, is how I did my man cave. And uh, you know, it's it, those days of guys being around on a same team for five, six, seven, eight years. That's become more and more rare. You know what I mean, Dustin? Absolutely. Absolutely. We can only hope that uh, some of those young guys that we just mentioned a couple minutes ago will be guys that uh, once they get up to Clark and Addison are up there for six or plus more years. So uh, now, how about some other highlights, Crawley, from the uh, from the Saturday sessions? Yeah, you know, I thought Carter Hawkins talked about when they looked at the free agent market, uh, they, they saw how there might be a competitive da- advantage by focusing on defense. If we focus on defense, that's our best plan. So the other interesting thing that Jed said is that they were not done, that they were still talking to agents. And Jed brought up, hey, I was talking to agents this morning, talking about Saturday morning. And that one all of a sudden picked my ear. I'm like, really? You were talking to agents this morning? Right. And, it was and- so funny how Boog handled that, like, you know, kept asking him, go ahead, check your phone. Anything you can share? <laughs> go ahead, check your phone. I thought Boog did a great job, by the way. I thought he was great oh, as a uh, – he and Coomer will get. It. He and Coomer were excellent uh, as uh, as uh, MC slash uh, leaders of the panels. You know, uh, the next panel after that was David Ross and his coaches, and that was fine. That, that's a tough one because they can never really say too much. They got to be careful. Like, so like people are asking about the lineup, who's hitting hit, you know, who's going to be leading off, you know. Those right, but it was fun. I mean, and the fun, other yeah. thing, you know, like Tommy Hadovy, who I got to finally meet in person, face to face, instead of just uh, texting and talking over the phone. You know, a lot of love and support for for Tommy, who's got a really big deep staff for the first time and I thought it was great David Ross going out of his way not once but twice saying hey this is the best pitching coach in baseball right there Tommy Hadovy is the best pitching coach in baseball and of course the news would have been oh Tommy's just average at his job but I mean he went out of his way to do that and I don't think that's David Ross's style to just blow smoke where there really isn't anything to blow smoke about Here's what I will tell you. I will tell you that that is not just a David Ross opinion, but he, but Tommy Hadovy is highly respected throughout Major League Baseball, and it's it's something that I've been trying to kind of impress on Cub fans is that the pitching infrastructure, which was a I would say a deficiency of the 2015 to 2019 Cubs, 2020 Cubs is much better in the hands of Craig Breslow at the very top and going down Tommy Hadovy and then keep moving down through the minors and the development that they're doing on pitching. Absolutely. And I thought, and, and if you get to listen to Tommy at these sessions, he is very well-spoken. He's a very intelligent guy. Um, and so I thought that was interesting. Uh, when I was taught when they had a off, they had a pitching session where they had a bunch of pitchers in there. Um, Kyle Hendricks, like I said, they're back there, right? And and somebody asked him what it was like being the last Cub from the 2016 team. And it was just funny, you know, because it's just like, where did the time go, man? Just you turn around and everybody's gone. So, you know, that was great. And uh, 
I will tell you one thing, Dustin, and I thought about you a little bit here. When they were talking about um, on the mound and, and, and the Cubs pitchers, I was so excited about Hayden Wisniewski. I, I, I said, I wrote in the notes, I said, he's as exciting to listen to as he is watching on the mound. He's just a, he, he, I don't know what it is. He just kind of is different. You know, like usually when you kind of see the pitchers, they're more stoic. You know what I mean? I kind of try to think of the John Lester or the Jake Arietta or those type of mean, angry looking, somber looking guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's great. I, I love everything about. It. I love everything about him. I'm not much of a of a jersey guy, more of a t-shirt guy. I think uh, I could see myself getting something with uh, you know Wes Nasty on it and wearing it to a game. Maybe maybe there's an obvious shirt that's got something like that that I could pick up. Well, I'll talk to Joe. Joe, actually, this was awesome because uh, we'll we'll talk. Uh, what can we talk about now? They had an awesome session with the prospects, but there were so many prospects on stage. If, if it was me, if I was in charge of the Cubs con, I would have had more. Se- they didn't have any sessions on Sunday. They instead had a clinic for kids, which is fine. But traditionally, they had down on the farm. They wanted to feature it, so they did it on Saturday night because that was the big story. But there are so many awesome prospects. If it was me, I wish they would have had it on Sunday, and I wish they would have had it by the guys that played last year on Myrtle Beach, the guys that played last year on South Bend, the guys that played last year in Tennessee, and then finally the guys that played on Iowa. I would have much rather had four sessions and kind of tried to figure out something that way. You could have combined uh, Myrtle Beach and Iowa, and then you could have combined Tennessee and, or I mean Myrtle Beach and uh, South Bend, and then you could have combined Iowa with Tennessee. So the the A the single A's and then double A and triple A combined and have two sessions because there were so many kids out there. There were so many things you wanted to ask them and and hear about. Um, I wrote down a couple things. Brennan Davis, that guy reminds me so much of Jason Hayward in his quiet leadership, you know, and it's kind of funny because they joke about him being the old guy, but he's like 23. <laughs> but but uh, he, he, he's, he's, a, he's a very nice kid, but, but he has a maturity level to me beyond his years. Like it's yeah. hard to imagine, you know, I'm 47 and, the, the, you know, the dude's more mature than I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, he handled himself. He handled himself really well. No doubt P- about it. PCA is a guy to me, absolutely has just like oozes confidence, like not in a bad way, but this is a guy that 100% believes he's going to be a great major leaguer. Yeah, and so, he got and he got a great reception by the fans. Great reception. Um, this was the first time I really got an up close look at Kevin Alcantara, and Kevin Alcantara. Everyone, I. I I, trust me, I wish Rizzo was a cub for life, blah, blah, blah. And if Kevin Alcantara turns out to be a nothing, it'll be something that'll probably irritate me for many more years. But Jesus, this kid is big. He is a big, mean-looking kid that I am very interested in seeing what he kind of turns out to be in the future. So, I mean, there was a lot. Jordan Wicks was there. Ryan Jensen was there. Brennan Davis was there. Owen Casey was there. Um, you had Ed Howard was there, a lot taller than I remember it for some reason. Um, but just uh, Matt Mervis was there, and, and Matt Mervis is a giant of a man, just a giant of a man. Um, and so really awesome to see them. Uh, if you didn't hear the news, um, Matt Mervis is going to be playing in the World Baseball Classic for Team Israel. You're going to have um, Owen Cassie's going to be playing for Team Canada. Uh, and there's some other Cubs, obviously. Say is going to be playing for Team Japan. So there's going to be a lot of things. Uh, um, Stroman is going to be playing for the United for Puerto Rico this year. He played for the United States 
Last time they had the World Baseball Classic, his mom is Puerto Rican. He's playing for Team Puerto Rico. So there's going to be a lot for fans to watch. But I really enjoyed seeing those kids out there. And and it just – there was a time, like I said, the the, the, the on-the-farm sessions on Sundays were always – you know, on Sundays were great. But I remember, I think it had been like 2013, 2014, they had the on the down-on-the-farm session. And if you saw the guys at the table – it was just mind blowing the talent. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up for next time, see if I can find it. But at one table, like three quarters of the kids at that table ended up making it in the major leagues. Yeah. Well, listen, they've taken suggestions before, so let's uh, run it up the flagpole. I we, I don't think a lot of people thought the Ricketts would get back on stage and do what they did. So maybe they'll uh, they'll bring something like that back. Hey, Crowley, before we move on, you brought their names up, so I want to follow up with something you just said. Say a Suzuki and Marcus Stroman, probably the two most notable no-shows, if you will. Mm-hmm. Any issue with two of, if not the two highest-paid Cubs not being part of this? I'm going to put it this way, I guess, is that with Say Suzuki, um, he lives in Japan. Obviously, that travel is very difficult. And once he comes to, once you know, it's time to report for camp, he's not going back to Japan until the season is over. Okay. So I guess I don't really fault it that much. For Marcus Stroman, I thought it would have been a, I thought it would have been good to see him there personally. Um, you know, I, I, I we had an event with him at Club 400. We, we worked with the Lost Boys, Lost Boys Inc. with underprivileged kids, and he was so good to those kids. But uh, you know, it's a fan convention, and the fans are the ones that that you know help. You know, it, it's. You're doing it for the fans, right? The fans are cheering for you, and, and, and they're the ones that are putting their hard-earned money for things. I would have liked to have seen Marcus there. Maybe there's an excuse. Sometimes that happens. I don't know. Um, so yeah, maybe I, I need I to check out. Maybe I need to check out his social media. Maybe he maybe he put something out there as to why he was not part of it. But I, I have to agree. I don't want to um, dismiss what he does because he does do good things, as you pointed out. But um, sometimes it's just important to show your face and take a couple pictures and sign a couple autographs. And if you listen to the last episode, when we had both Patrick Wisdom and Wayne Mesmer, if you missed the last episode, please go back because it's really awesome. Uh, It was called the CubsCon Extravaganza. But both Wayne Mesmer and Patrick Wisdom talked about how hard is it, you know, to be nice and smile to people that really appreciate you. So, yeah, very, very, very cool. Yeah, very cool. All right, you're listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 4, CubsCon 2023 Recap. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to Fly the W podcast. All right, Crowley, let's move it into the evening. So what happens in between? So the panels are done, and then later in the night is... uh, Cubs bingo called by Wayne Mesmer. What happens in between? Is there is there a nap? Is there a, a beverage? Is that when the autographs are sought? What, what went on in between the sessions and bingo? And what time about did bingo get going? So first of all, there is no downtime, at least for me, man. I'm go, go, go. You know, and so I what you have to do, though, is bingo is the most popular thing at CubsCon. It is the most fun thing. And so the second, the last session, which was the prospect session over, everybody pours up and then sits down in the hall. So you get your CubsCon bingo table, and now you're waiting for hours. Now, I'm with a big group, so I don't have to worry about that that much. So they had tables out in, like, the in the hallways? Where was this no, at, no, no, you Describe to it to outside. people. So you have to go outside where the session is, where we were out of the okay. ballroom. You have to go out and sit down. They clear the room 
and then they start setting up the same hall that we were in with hundreds of circular tables and a big long table at the very front. Now, me personally, I went over to the Lowe's Hotel. Patrick Wisdom was having an awesome event with Homewood Bats, and I got to talk also to Owen Cassie, who played with the South Bend Cubs, part of the U Darvish trade, and Ed Howard, who was down in South Bend. So they were having an event there that was just absolutely awesome. So our guys from Homewood Bat, you know, it was just really, really cool. Um, And then you come back, and it's a mad stampede to get your tables, and occasionally tempers flare, but eventually everybody settles down. And everybody has their coolers, their beers, people bring beverages, uh, people bring in like buffets of different things, people ordering pizzas. <laughs> so they usually you usually go about like an hour, hour and a half wait. And then the lights go down and the, the sounds of George Thorogood, bad, bad to the bone. And out comes Mr. Cubs Con himself, Wayne Mesmer. He comes out and, oh, my God, the place goes nuts. He lives like a rock star as he goes up there. And then the bingo gets started, 20 games to try to win flags that have flown over historic Wrigley Field. And so every game you can win a ball, a gift card to somewhere. And then this year, the new thing, if you look outside the outer uh, edge of Wrigley Field at the top roof, for all the Hall of Famers, they have flags going back, back, back to the 1870s all the way to present-day Hall of Famers. So you could win one of those flags. Very cool. And so that's kind of the big joke is, is that Wayne always will sit there and, you know, the flag that flew over historic Wrigley Field and everyone has to take a drink. So wow. that's the drinking after- <laughs> game involved inside of Cubs Bingo. Okay. Oh, there's a lot of them. Um, so it's Cubs, C-U-B-S logo. And so a classic one is under the C4, C4. And everyone goes, boom, chug a beer. You know what I mean? So that's right. You know, it's it, those type of things that are just going on the entire time. There are auctions that have for awesome prizes and people are blowing money. Dustin, oh, my God. Uh, there definitely must not be podcasters. They got a lot of cash. Um, <laughs> but uh, that, that it's just it's fun. And this year, the first time I ever seen something like this happens, my phone goes off and all of a sudden everybody else's phone goes off. And we're taking a look. The Cubs got Trey Mancini. This is what will happen next. That's awesome. That's awesome. The entire bingo hall chanting Trey Mancini. So that just got everybody doubly fired up. And, and what time so, was that about, Crowley? Oh, boy. Uh, let me take a look here. But it was, it was probably halfway through when it was done when I took that video. So we're sitting there, t- you know, chanting Trey Mancini. Um, but it's just so funny how quick the word got out there. It even got up to uh, Wayne Mesmer, which was kind of cool. So when we did the Trey Mancini chant, that was at mm, Saturday at 9.30 p.m. Yep. So Saturday 9.30 p.m. is when we got it. And Dustin, again, I was thinking about you immediately. We were asking why not Trey? What's wrong with Trey? Why don't get they get Trey? And so you're the first person I thought of. The second person I thought of was Jed Hoyer talking about how he was on the phone that morning with agents. So absolutely amazing. Um, for all of you podcasters who are wondering, based on my interview with Wayne last time, no, the streak continues. I did not win, but I did get was given a special Cubs Con legend. CubsCon Bingo Legend t-shirt from Joe Obvious. 
So I got to wear that around very proudly that night. So an absolute blast. And then one more edition of Harry Karaoke that saw Ronnie Woo Woo sing a version of My Way by Frank Sinatra that people had tears in their eyes just for different reasons. It all depends. Everybody had their own reasons why they had tears in their eyes. But, but so much fun. And let me just say this about Cubs convention. There was a lot of cool things that you could have done there, too. They had a beautiful archive room with, with great stuff, old trophies and bases and, 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 and jerseys and all sorts of things that you could just walk around and take a look at. Um, the minor league affiliates were there, guys that, were on our, that have all been on our show, Dustin. Uh, Max and BK were there. Uh, Sam Wiederhoff was there. Uh, they were all there. Like I said, Miguel Esparza. So being able to talk to those guys down in the in the um, they were in the minor league area, which was down in the autograph lines. Um, absolutely awesome. If you are a season ticket holder, they had two different areas for you to go meet players, get autographs. The lines is always for autographs were long, but I was I was pretty successful. I was very proud of what I accomplished this weekend. Um, I didn't get everything done. But I got a lot of stuff done that I needed to get done. So I got a couple Kyle Hendricks autographs. Um, I got, uh, uh, what else did I get? Some Bob Dernier autographs. I got Kyle Hendricks. I got a couple things on. So I was very happy. Um, a Pedro Strope autograph. So a lot of cool things I was able to do. So for me, it was. It, it's just, I don't know, man. Like I said, I kind of tear up a little bit thinking about it because I did miss it so much. Dustin, you saw me. I mean, I'm a oh yeah, you are, you are, you are, you are a man in action. Yeah, it uh, it was a really cool event. I've been to a few of them. Not, I've never done it the way you do it, but I've been, I've been to a few of them. It's always fun, and the Cub fans are electric. The the energy and the mood inside of that place was fantastic. Very hurt, very rarely heard any. Um, you know, bad feelings, bad words, um, or anything like that. Everybody getting along, everybody enjoying, everybody talking Cubs. So that's what was fun about it. And All right, Crowley. One piece, though, the Go one ahead. piece, I, I got to give this out here. The one piece that to me that I got done that was absolutely unbelievable. And ah, I'm yes. It, I'm going to put it on our social media site so that people can see it um, on our Fly the W uh, Instagram. If you go to Fly the W670 on Instagram or Twitter, Fly the W on Facebook, uh, you will see it. I'll put the picture up there. I have a gorgeous picture from the Field of Dreams game with all the Hall of Famers that were there at that game. It goes from left to right. Lee Smith, Ryan Sandberg. You had uh, you had Billy Williams, Andre Dawson, and Fergie Jenkins all in the dugout wearing those awesome Field of Dreams uniforms signed by all of them. But the, the one thing I do want to say to um, you know, all the guests that have been on Fly the W that were there were so kind to talk about our podcast and we had so many people coming up to us, you know, asking about the podcast, talking about us, telling us how much that they loved it. You know, we don't know, you know, what people like or don't like. We just try to do the best that we can for Cub fans. But to hear a lot of the positive love that we got from people that are listening and truly enjoyed the show, um, I want to thank you because, you know, at the end of the day, this is there, it, it's fun to do this, but it is work and, 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 and to feel validated. That's what meant a lot for me. Absolutely. We thank you guys very much for, uh, again, listening, downloading, reviewing, and most importantly, subscribing to the Fly the W podcast. Crowley, that's a wrap. Season 2, Episode 4, CubsCon 2023 is in the books. Next time, we'll dive a little bit deeper into Trey Mancini and try to figure out exactly what the uh, lineup might look like now that the Cubs, at least on the 
offensive side of things are probably done adding at this point. Until the next time, go Cubs! It's all over.